Hello and welcome once again to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith, and today's very special guest star is Ernie Rivera. He lives locally here and around Los Angeles. He has a pretty interesting life story. We're going to give him a call and we're going to see what he has to offer you. So let's go to the phone lines now and give Ernie a call. And here we go. Hello? Hello, Ernie. It's Johnny Keith from Actors 2020 Podcast. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today? Awesome. Thank you for being my guest star today. Well, thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here with you. So what made you want to even get into acting in the first place? As far back as I can remember, honestly, I've always wanted to do this. Strangely, I think it was the movie Jurassic Park. There's this really great scene in there where the doctor is talking about how he used to run a little flea circus that um, it didn't really exist. It was it was kind of like a little fantasy he made, and he kind of wanted to create something real to show the people, and that's kind of what I want to do. I want to make something real. I want to give people a real experience, and I love storytelling. It's how I love to express myself. Great. That's a great answer. Well, what type of current actors that are out there right now that you kind of identify with that you may, may see, like, not a role model, but a real model? For me, I would always go back to, like, 1970s. I like Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. I really like gritty dramas. I'm enjoying a lot of stuff right now that's on uh, Netflix, these kind of kind of uh, dark comedies. You know, they have the dark adventures of Sabrina, the stuff that's going on with Riverdale. A lot of great material is coming out right now. I definitely admire the people who are creating that work. Right. Well, they only have 132 million subscribers. I think everybody every night watches a Netflix movie. My wife's always dragging me away from the computer. Come watch a Netflix movie with me. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Okay, Ernie, so you're in the Screen Actors Guild, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, I am. Right. Now, what did you do to get that SAC card? I kind of snuck in, actually. I'll, t- I'll tell you about that. A lot of people, I think they go about getting their vouchers. Right. Um, I was uh, I was one of those people. I was on my way to get my vouchers. I had gotten two vouchers from Wayne's Brothers movie. Oh, okay. And when that was happening, I was actually a member of AFTRA. I was on the show Drake and Josh several times. Okay. I got into AFTRA. It was during a little bit of a break I was taking from acting to go back to school that AFTRA and SAG joined and... I got in the door that way. That's perfect. Because used to, you could do a job in AFTRA, and then a year later, you were eligible to join SAG. Yeah, and my wife, she had always been in AFTRA, and she couldn't go out for any union projects. She would do all these non-union things, and she'd work 12 hours a day. She'd make a, maybe $100. She'd never get a copy. But then when they merged, now she's in SAG. So that's how she got in as well. And I got to say, it is uh, really rough out there when you're not part of the union, but it's it's kind of a blessing in disguise also because what people don't get is they have a great opportunity to work with a lot of student directors that might not have union projects, really build up that reel, really uh, start to network, and then get out there afterwards. Right. You have a great voice for radio, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's really nice. Very smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your uh, theater, theater experience. I started with uh, a play at my community college called Dark of the Moon, okay. which was kind of about these witches and mortals having affairs with each other. It was <laughs> it was very cool. It was kind of a Arthur Miller-ish. So I moved on. When I was getting my BFA, I was in a few plays over there. A few of uh, my plays were actually also produced at my school, AMDA. Uh, okay. That was fantastic. And then when I got out, I worked with uh, Whittier Theater a bit. I did All My Sons. I did uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I, I was doing plays in Alhambra. I was doing plays in LA and Hollywood. During Fringe Fest, that was fantastic. And that's a year 
yearly festival they have in Hollywood around Santa Monica, where all the little theaters, they just rent out to all the directors. Everyone puts on their shows for a month. It's fantastic. And I was in Hamlet at that time. I was playing uh, Laertes, which is fantastic because I absolutely love Shakespeare. Shakespeare is uh, very interesting. It's a little like Bible study. It's like you read a verse and you're like, what does that mean? Then you have to explain it in English. (laughs) And and Shakespeare (laughs) is like the same thing. You'll read it and you're like, what the hell does that mean? And then you'll kind of break it down so you know the subtext behind it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm really glad that you mentioned uh, Bible verses because I was thinking to myself that a lot of listeners might be interested. Like if you want to get into acting, you know, read the old stories, you know, like the Bible stories, Shakespeare, read um, the Greek. Greeks. There are so many amazing stories. And what's uh, fantastic is that with the heightened language, if you're training yourself in heightened language, it's almost like an exercise. It loosens you up for everyday vernacular. That's true. Tell them what AMDA college stands for. AMDA, yeah, that's the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. It's a bi-coastal school. They have uh, one in Manhattan. They have one in Los Angeles. That is where I got my BFA after I left my... It was an absolutely uh, fantastic experience. They have some amazing amazing teachers there. I really got a lot out of it, especially stage combat. I got years of stage combat experience. I was certified with the American Society of Fight Directors in unarmed and rapier dagger. It was a really good time. When I was mentioning Shakespeare earlier, uh, Laertes and Hamlet have this whole fight to the death scene. I actually choreographed that for the director, a dagger fight between myself and Hamlet. That's amazing. Congratulations. Now let's talk about your internet movie database page. Are all those credits yours? Yeah, absolutely. So all those producer credits and director credits and writer credits and all those, those are all your credits? Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. You know, I started when I was 18 and I hit the ground running. I've kind of been like that my whole life. But the producer credit, I'd like to explain that. Sure. Many years ago, I was working on this film called Suicide Dolls. Okay. On that film... I met a lovely young woman. She was a producer named Laquita Clear. She was working on that film. We became fast friends. She kind of uh, mentored me a bit. She took me under her wing, and whenever they had other projects, she called me in to help. I went from a bit actor in one film to being a PA on another film to eventually being an associate producer on some other films they were working on. It was a great learning experience. It was fantastic. Right, so you have more of appreciation for what everybody else does. Like when you show up as an actor, you know what the production assistants are doing and you know what everyone else is doing so you're kind of aware as you're doing your acting and you can appreciate all the other talents because you actually did them absolutely you know and i feel like as an actor it's really necessary to learn everyone else's job and here's the thing you're never going to be as good as their job as they are because they're trained in that specific field but if you really learn their job you can make their lives a lot easier that's true and therefore the whole thing runs a lot smoother that's true because i did the same thing i like wrote direct and produced and start in my own film and I so appreciate everything everybody does. So now when I go back as the actor, I know exactly what everybody's going through and I have a whole lot more of appreciation for them. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So what was it like working with Linda Wang? Uh, Linda Wang, I met her very early in my career. That was uh, one of the first things I did. And she was a very lovely, charming woman. And she kind of tried to teach me about the business a bit herself. And so it was a really good experience. That's awesome, somebody who's actually giving back and giving advice to somebody. I 
just talked to somebody from uh, Massachusetts just before I talked to you. I had a lot of off-camera advice for him that he definitely needs because he'll be coming to LA in a couple of years and he definitely appreciated all the advice I just gave him. Oh, absolutely. That's so fantastic when one person can lighten another person's load. A beautiful thing. And once again, I'd just like to thank you for, uh, for this opportunity to speak about myself and I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. But this particular show is all about you. One thing I did notice about you is for social media or internet, you're out there. You're out there on all platforms and not a lot of people are. They're out there on a few, but I see you everywhere. Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm certainly trying. You know, you got to make yourself visible. I have a Facebook, I have a Twitter, I have etc. But I also have in LA Casting, I have in Actors Access, I have a, a backstage account. I'm definitely out there. I'm trying to contact people on all fronts, you know, because you never know where someone's going to be and you just got to hustle. Do you have a LinkedIn account? There's something called Stage 32. Did you put that on there? Or did, or yeah. Okay. I was wondering. Sometimes, like even this podcast, I'll Google it and I'm like, how did it get on this page? I don't know if they grab it from iTunes <laughs> or if they get it from Google Play. I'm like, I didn't submit to them. Somehow they pick up the RSS feed and they put it out there. I'm like, okay, you know, it's more the better. You know, right now we're on the top 10 in the performing arts and that's starting from like 132. One day I'm like number 58. Next day I'm 14 and 12 then 9. Now I'm back to 10. Oh my God, that's amazing. So I'm trying to keep it in the top 10 by constantly putting content out that's different. And I guess what's different about you, you're out there everywhere. You're also not only as the actor, you're the producer, you're the director. Go ahead and talk about some of your own projects and, you know, maybe how you got started in that. As I said, I just got started on uh, Suicide Dolls. And from there, I moved on to a short film with uh, with Laquita Claire. I was kind of working in a PA capacity on that film, but I think uh, something that, that really gave me joy was when I was brought on to Subject 5, which was a, a pilot for a TV show, which I was brought on as an associate producer. Oh, wow. I was at all the meetings. I was at all the casting sessions. You know, I really felt like here is a place where I'm contributing. Because here's the thing. I'm certainly not above some hard work. Even when we were filming, like, I'm like, okay, who needs what? What can we do? Et cetera, et cetera. It was because of that they included me as assistant director even on that project, even though I was only brought in the capacity of a associate producer. Do you get like a producer's high kind of? Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Meaning you're there, you're doing it, you're making the phone calls, you're scheduling, you know, you're calling the actors and you're just, you're out there producing and it's, it's kind of like a high. It just feels amazing. All the work I do in this industry, I kind of feel that way because I'm always pushing myself. I'm always trying to get out there. But yeah, definitely there's a whole lot of uh, responsibility involved with being a producer. And I think some of the more challenging things are dealing with the unions. Yes. It's just so much paperwork that has to be submitted. It's really great training. It's about crossing your T's and dotting your I's. I feel like we entertainers are sometimes not always up to the challenge, and I think that's what separates some of us. But I feel like if you are really down to get in there and do the, the difficult work, I feel like it just brings out the best in you. Awesome. So you speak Spanish, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Have you ever had a role where you had to do that? I've had some auditions where I've had to do that. I haven't had a role in which I've been speaking Spanish as of yet. Okay. Can you can you give us maybe 30 seconds instead of you speaking in Spanish? ¿Cómo están todos? Me llamo Ernie Rivera. Soy aquí hablando en el radio y mucho a todos. That's awesome. Now, when you submitted to me, you wrote me a cover letter about your uh, life story. Is it okay if I go into that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So when Ernie submitted, I'm just going to actually read a little bit of what he said. He said he had a lifelong story that involves poverty, Tourette syndrome, depression, hope, and redemption. And he said, 
said he couldn't even make it through a day, not even just one day, but then somehow he fought back. He went and got his acting degree, studied physics and engineering. He took a little break and now he's returning. He's got new representation. He's his union status and he's here to fight. Can you tell us a little about the lows and the highs that went on? Oh man, it's been a rough road, you know. Um, I feel like if I were in some other profession, right? Mm-hmm. I know some people perhaps who have like started earlier in other professions and they've been able to, by this point, build up little nest eggs, etc. But here's the thing, for me, it was never quite about that. I, I needed to be doing something else. Like I knew I needed to be doing something else. I think also part of what was going on is I was dealing with depression and in my early 20s, I got, um, I actually have Tourette syndrome, which is something I've worked hard to control, but I also have started taking medication in the last few years to control it. Okay. It's a little more challenging than most, but what I feel is like, this is kind of what turned my life around. You know, I was wallowing in defeat for some time and it's because it was very difficult just to operate with these conditions. But one day I kind of knew what I needed to do, what I had to go after. And that kind of turned my life around. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's got these five rules for success. And I think the first rule is get a vision. That just helped me immensely. Like when you know what you have to do, you know that there's nothing but to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and walk forward in that direction. And it's helped me quite a bit. Who was in your life that kind of helped you? Or did you just kind of just do this all on your own? Or was there somebody close to you that helped you? Well, I've always had my uh, my mother and my uncle there. And they've always been a very supportive, lovely people. I think I was perhaps a challenge for them growing up. Well, you seem to overcome all that. You sound to me perfectly fine now. See, I had seen doctors who kind of helped me out. They knew what was going on. That's great. And, um, you know, separate from that, there was a, a gentleman. He was a, a martial arts instructor in Los Angeles. And I was going to him for some time. And he kind of helped me to focus. He kind of trained me on how to get and recognize a vision. And I really appreciate that, you know, to, to work towards what you want, what you need. That's so true. I knew a guy named Stuart Wilson, and he does all the stuff for Bruce Willis. He does all the behind-the-scenes stuff. He was actually in a movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme called uh, Lionheart. He was a guy that was in the kilt that fought him in between the cars. And the same thing, because I saw how he was very focused, and, and you know, he taught me a lot of street fighting moves. And it kind of takes away all of your problems when you're sitting there focused and on the martial arts, because there's only so many hours in a day, and if you're working on something like that, and it's all positive, 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 and that carries over to other parts of your life. Absolutely. I wouldn't exactly call myself a religious per se, but I did grow up going to church every week. I feel like there are certain uh, institutions, they offer great training. They offer, uh, they can help you strengthen yourself, offer you uh, strength under control, you know? Right. Yeah. The last two episodes, I, it was so great. This guy named Joe Ryan the third, and he's not shy about putting his religion out there. Actually, it's not a religion. It's this personal relationship that he has with the Lord. And he talks about why do you have to go confess your sins to another non-perfect man or not about you going to church every day. It's about how you live your life. And uh, it was so good. I had to do two part episode on that guy. So if you have a chance, go back and listen to Joe Ryan the third. It's almost like the Shakespeare of the Bible study. He explains it in English about <laughs> religion and your relationship with God, because I was, I grew up pretty religious too. You know, every Sunday, I had to go to church every Wednesday. During uh, summertime, I had to go to vacation Bible schools. Looking back, even though I was resistant back then, it was probably one of the best things keeping me out of trouble. Training is really important for young individuals, you know, whether it be uh, religious training, martial arts training, school, etc. It gives us the tools we need to become the best us if we choose that. 
Right. You were pretty lucky. I mean, as far as, you know, because other people want to come here from Connecticut or Ohio or Massachusetts or whatever. You you grew up here really close to Los Angeles because people are saving up for two or three years to come here. And, you know, you grew kind of up here with a foundation, I would say. Yeah. And I, I got to say that was definitely a blessing. Everyone's got different advantages and disadvantages. For instance, I never uh, grew up knowing a single person in the, the industry. You know, I had no connections. I did have a, a roof over my head, which I, I'm exceptionally thankful for. These uh, people coming from other states, you know, whether they know it or not, they have their own advantages and disadvantages. And it's for them to kind of like to do some self-inventory, uh, really get to know themselves and figure out what the strong points are because they got them. They're in there. Mm-hmm. That's one bit of advice. What other advice would you have for somebody who has that dream and they're just, maybe they have no money or they're just getting in that car or they're getting off the plane or they're getting off the bus and they're like, Hollywood, here I am. What advice do you have for them? I'll tell you exactly what I would say to them. Well, my first bit of advice is there are great places to act all over the country. And if you have no experience at all, I would stay put for a little while. I would go to your community college. I would take classes, you know, I would learn as much as I could first. I would even see if there are any castings in the area because they do do castings all over the country. But after that, if you feel like you've gotten as much as you can from your situation and you're ready to to move to California, I would say this, find a good home, like renting a room, find a job. If you have no family out here, if you have no money, you're not going to stay very long. Maybe something at night if you could, which leaves your days open to audition. You know, be out here for like six months or so, build up your money, get on the actor's access, get on backstage, all of that stuff. This, of course, is after you've already had some classes. Put yourself out there, start building your relationships. I'd like to talk about something real quick that kind of got me into the business was uh, this thing called a calling service. And what a calling service does, that's for background work. You pay them a certain amount upfront, and if they don't get you X amount of jobs, by the end of the month, then you don't pay them anymore. And that's a fantastic learning opportunity. You know, it gets you on the set. It makes it so that you don't have as many nerves in front of the camera. Uh, You can maybe start meeting some people who are doing the kind of work that you want to do. And that's my final piece of advice. Find the people who are doing the kind of work that you want to do and start building relationships with them, you know? Wow, that was all great advice. Train where you're at first. Don't come out here with no experience. Get training at your hometown. I think the only thing that might have been left out is to actually join a calling service. You have to be registered with Central Casting. Or Am I mistaken? Isn't that correct? That is correct. You have to uh, register with Central Casting. You make an appointment. And they require you to have a couple pictures so just so that they know what you look like. Then your calling service can put you out there and uh, hopefully you start doing some extra work 9, 10, 20 times a month, whatever. Wow, that's awesome. So, so in closing, is there anything else that you want to say or promote or how people can get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. First, I'd like to say that I love your show. I've listened to all your episodes. Oh, okay. I actually uh, reached out to a gentleman who was on your show, Matt J. Doyle. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. We started talking. I submitted some of my information to him, and sure enough, he, uh, he guarantees we're going to be working on something together very soon. He's going to include me in this project, so I w- I'm very appreciative for that. Awesome. Awesome. That's really good to hear. Yeah, because another guy said after his interview, he actually got a commercial agent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great opportunities. So if you want to find me, my name is Ernie Rivera. I'm on Facebook at Ernie Rivera with no S blog. I'm on Twitter. I, I think I have a Wikipedia. I definitely have an IMDb. If you just Google Ernie Rivera, I will pop up because like you said, I, I'm trying to get out there. You're everywhere. LinkedIn. You And you do have Wikipedia. It's like a full page on you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I just try to make 
make my presence now. You know, you had your struggles. How do you feel right now, the position that you're in, the relationship that you're in, and where you're headed? Where do you see yourself in, say, three to five years? Because I'm sure what you're going to say right now is actually going to happen. Okay, okay. Let me just start off by saying that I feel feel strong. I feel stronger than I've ever really felt. And a lot of that is vision. You know, before I would always say, I want to be an actor. I want to be an actor. I want to be an actor. And I would train and I would go through the whole process. But at the end of the day, like I didn't have that spirit in me, that fight. And now like I'm right now, the second I'm hungry. You know, they talk about uh, ambulance chasers. These these guys who kind of like they're hacks. I call myself um, an ambulance hunter. I'm out there. I'm, I will get the next experience. There was a line from the movie Coach Carter where he says, look, just because you deserve something doesn't mean you're going to get it. This life doesn't want you to have certain things. That means you have to go out there and you have to get it yourself. You have to take from life what is yours. I believe I am on the, the way to doing that. As far as where I see myself in the next five years, there's certain people I'd really like to work with. Jonathan Nolan being one of them, he's the creator of one of my absolute favorite shows, Person of Interest. Every show is fantastic. I'd really like to work with him. I'd like to work with uh, Makoto Shinkai. Immediately right now, I see myself probably uh, getting together with some of my old Nickelodeon buddies and maybe uh, doing a couple of things for the network. But uh, long term, I probably see myself ending up on uh, one of these Netflix shows. A Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, a Riverdale or something like that. So that would be absolutely fantastic. That's perfect. So many great answers from you. And you would never think, you know, listening to what you're saying now that you even had any past troubles or past experiences. And it's just great that you're focused, you're young, and you know exactly where you want to go. And you're in the physical location to actually do that. Everything that you have in life right now, and you're going to create everything in the future. I expect to see you on Netflix very soon. When I first interviewed you, I was probably thinking, well, I'm going going to take a little bit of this story and I'm going to, you know, put you in with someone else. And so I think, you know, based on what you said, it's just going to be you on your own podcast. Oh man. Fantastic. I'm, uh, I'm very excited and, and honored and I thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Ernie, for being my special guest star today. Thank you very, very much. Have a, have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Woo. That was exhausting. This guy doesn't stop, but it is a great story. Somebody who had depression, couldn't even get through one single day. I'm sure some of you can identify with that. He also had Tourette's syndrome and he has medication controlling that. This is a person who had every reason to just give it up. But look, he jumped up, he dusted himself off, he saw the problem, he saw the big picture, he took action, now he's out there and he's getting results. And that's exactly what I want for you. He had a lot of valuable information. If you're an actor and you're not taking action, go back and listen to this episode again, take a pen and paper, and take some notes. I can say that about all my podcasts. The people that get on the podcast are people who want to give back and help other people while promoting themselves. If you're an actor, artist that has a very inspirational, uplifting story, actors2020podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear your story and to see what you have to offer my audience. A couple of things we forgot to mention about Ernie is that he is working on a USC master's thesis film called Sad Orangutans Rob a Bank with director Grant Ron. He also just got a small part on a feature film with USC directors called Voodoo Macbeth. And I just went to his Twitter feed yesterday, and it looks like he's on the set of Warner Brothers. 
working on a film called Incognito. He's also looking for Twitter followers. Just go to Ernie, that's E-R-N-I-E underscore Rivera, R-I-V-E-R-A on Twitter and give him a follow. Next up on episode 111 is Jordan Flippo. This is an amazing young woman in her 20s and you might feel a little bit lazy after listening to her amazing story. I cannot wait to finish editing that and get that uploaded. Right behind her on episode 112 is a young actress called Lacey Caroline. It might be a two-part series because her mother was a wealth of information. If you want to get your child into acting, she has so many valuable tips for you. Lacey started out very young in cheerleading competition. I think she did that for like five years. She got that experience performing in front of an audience. She started doing extra work. She did lots of theater. She got called back to do some photo double work. Then she started doing short films. And now she is a working actress. You do not want to miss episode 112 that involves a 12-year-old. She's simply amazing. Coming up right after that, we have a father and son team from Texas who are actors and filmmakers. We have a mother and daughter team from Georgia, and she is an amazing singer. And we're going to highlight some of her music. And right after that episode, we have women over 50 in the business. I cannot wait to interview those amazing women. And we have a young actress who just moved to LA. She's only been here for two weeks. And I am so interested to see what she's doing. If she has listened to this podcast and actually taken some notes and applied a lot of these free techniques that you get only here on Actors 2020 Podcast. I want to thank all of you for keeping us in the top 10. We were number five yesterday. Today we're number nine. Doesn't matter. My goal is to get to number one or really just staying in the top 10. A lot of people write and they say, Johnny, what else do you do? Well, I do things that I will never promote on this show because this is all about the actor and the artist. But I do have a master plumbing license from the state of Texas. I have a California plumbing contractor's license. I have my real estate license here in California. I manage apartment buildings and I've also had my own service business for over 30 years. What I do is I enable and I teach people how to start their own service business. I'm doing a beta group and I'm looking for 10 to 12 people who want to start a service business. Plumbing, heating, electrical, dog walking, maid service. Maybe it's a massage therapist. Maybe it's just a handyman service, a plant water, and a dog walking. Any service can be turned into to a business and I'm looking for 10 to 12 people contact me at actors 2020 podcast at gmail.com for the details it's an eight-week program it starts April 22nd and goes to June 22nd and it's absolutely free it is of no cost to you it's my way of paying it forward this is a nationwide opportunity as all of my free training is online well I hope you enjoyed this episode of actors 2020 podcast I'm Johnny Keith your host where we promote one or two actors at a time if you're an actor and you would love to be promoted just contact us at actors 2020 podcast at gmail.com now we're going to end this episode like we end every episode with something called the lesson because life is a bitch gee really why don't you tell me something i don't already know 
Cause everywhere I go, people tell me what to do. Hey, go to church, go to school, you treat me like a fool. Now, I don't need religion, culture, or class. You don't like that fact, well, you can kiss my ass. Yeah, I'm white and I rap. You got a problem with that? Loosen up and don't be so tight. Take it easy, E. We got the whole night. Yes, I'm psyched. I'm ready to get the show on the road. I don't want to stop because I just might explode. I'll tell you what, home slice. I'm twice as nice as any bad boy rapper called Vanilla Ice. My lesson, yeah, it's hip. In case you didn't know what I'm here to inform you, I'm better than snow. I don't moonwalk or dunk like these Michael J's, but I can hold my own. You hear what I say? Now listen, learn, because here comes the lesson. Lesson one. Everybody sit down, JK is gonna take you for a ride uptown. Yo, this is the story of the Hollywood game. Choose your path careful, you're the only one to blame. Now when it comes to pot, crack, tweak, or blow, stick to the rules and just say no. Because you're young, you're eager, you want in the movies. Don't think you'll get there by giving up the booty. Cause I'll use you, abuse you, throw you out like trash. And then you'll discover that you're out of cash. Now your heart, your soul is somewhere on the shelf. And you're walking through the streets now talking to yourself. The lesson. Well, you heard lesson one, it's time for lesson two. You have a choice, and the choice is up to you. I came to Hollywood to be a rich and famous star, but for now I'm waiting tables and I'm tending someone's bar. Pictures, classes, agents, where the hell does it all end? Every time I turn around, I'm starting over again. I finally got a break with the five line and under. My life was starting to roar like lightning and thunder. The phone rings, hello, I'm cast in a pilot. My life spun out of control just like an L.A. riot. I walked off the set, said to hell with this old man. The phone's not even ringing and my life is in the can. The lesson. Yeah, final lesson here, of course it's number three. Now remember, I'm an actor to be or not to be. When the going got tough, I climbed into the bottle. I'm back on my feet now, revving my throttle on the climb to the top. It's the same old games. Now I'm kicking ass and I'm taking some names. Clawing, scraping, screaming, that was a long, hard crawl. But it was all worth it, I'm a box office straw. Opportunity was there when I took it with a punch. Not now, baby, but let's do lunch. There's a big piece of pie and you should grab your portion. You can be like me, enjoying fame and fortune. Boom! That's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Peace out.